Welcome to the Self Starter Show. I'm your host, Steve Clare, and on this show, you're going to be hearing from entrepreneurs. You're going to hear about their wins that got them where they are, their losses, and everything in between, as well as the advice that they have that helped them along the way, along with bonus solo episodes of my personal secrets of life, success, and empathy sprinkled in for you, the listener, like chapters of a great book. Each episode will provide you with a bit of a cheat code to success and happiness. I'm here with Ransom. Yeah. I'm here with Albert. Yes, sir. Ransom and Albert started a company called Blended Sense. Blended Sense. Um, let me think how to make this make the most sense. They, uh, <laughs> in a world where content has become so extremely prevalent for real estate agents to stay relevant um it's hard especially with a lot of the older and i'm even going to say older that millennial and up age range to stay relevant um it's hard for them to stay consistent and hard for them to actually have well-produced content and that's where blended sense comes in blended sense has a fantastic tech back end that helps to compartmentalize all the agents assets while pairing them with photographers and videographers around the country to help seamlessly put it out on social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, yada, yada. Uh, without further ado, Ransom, Albert, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to see you guys again. <laughs> it was nice to meet you when we met you, Steve. That's yeah. True. Yeah. Man, I'll let Ransom. Ransom's a... a Texan from since four years old. You're in uh, New York City uh, on Fifth fourth, Avenue. Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Fourth grade. Yeah. From Austin. New York City. No, not, no, from not, not from New York. Yeah, that accent definitely. This is that'd be that'd be a heck Southern. of a New York, you know, subdued accent. Bro, like podcast right on Fifth Avenue. Go ahead. Podcast on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, you know, fourth time in New York. So force moved to Austin when I was in fourth grade. Grew up in uh, born in Oklahoma City. Lived in Kansas. Lived in Mississippi. Then moved to Austin and then watched Austin turn into. One of the more uh, rapidly growing, most popular cities in the U.S. So I've kind of been along for that ride. Super cool. Uh, and yeah, there you go. Not like this guy, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Baez. He, he did the opposite. I did. Born and raised in Washington Heights, 174 in Audubon, stand up. And uh, moved to Austin coming up on a decade now. Uh, relocated there mostly because uh, where Ransom and I met, which mm -hmm. was uh, the inside sales world in marketing and ad tech startups. Uh, Yodel was the company. Was headquartered. Oh, you moved from New York to Austin for Yodel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yodel's uh, headquarters was here in the Flatiron. Yep, right next to the gym where we went this morning. Right yep. next to Health and Racket. <laughs> yeah, no, and, no, it's Lifetime Fitness now. Oh wow, yeah, that was a, that. Yeah. I didn't catch that. I keep hearing about this Health and Racket. Are they still around? You got any location? <laughs> I think there's one final location on oh. uh, 13th Street. It's uh, the same one you see. It's uh, in a couple Seinfeld episodes. It's, yeah. Oh, it's the, it's yeah, the classic yeah, yeah. one. Um, so good. I've worked out there a couple times. The ceilings are like eight feet high, <laughs> which for <laughs> a gym is not okay. Uh, but it's like an old school, old school gym. Did Lifetime buy them? Um, I don't think it bought them. I think it's just that Health and Racket kind of was going down mm -hmm. while Lifetime right now is mm -hmm. skyrocketing and just... Yeah grabbing already massive market or already yeah. done or already built out massive gyms sure and then just renovating rebranding mm -hmm. to create yeah lifetime fitness i mean the that makes sense up until a year ago there was one lifetime fitness in new york city it was at the sky building on 42nd and 12th mm -hmm. uh, which is beautiful rooftop pool mm -hmm. but now they're really taking over because they're very popular in the suburbs 
I know you guys have them down in Austin. Oh yeah, and they've really yeah. been taking off. But more importantly, <laughs> why why we are here, uh, guys? Talk to me about Blended Sense and not just like, hey, you're pitching me what the company does. Yeah, tell me the problem, what the who the company is, what you guys do, and the problem you're solving right now. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Uh, fundamentally, the problem is that uh, production, high-level production. So think historically agency quality. Someone you would actually hire an agency, go find a, you know, a high-end you know videographer and editor in your local market uh, to film you know high-end content. Not accessible to the local business. Um, and by not accessible, we mean you know not that they can't go hire them for a one-time project. Uh, a lot of them can't because historically production is pretty expensive because of all the the hardware, the material, the time and labor that goes into it and just the scarcity of, of talented individuals that can actually execute it at a high level. But then you combine that with the fact that nowadays small businesses in their local communities, like Albert mentioned, we come from the inside sales world selling advertising and marketing technology into the local business, mainly websites, SEO, SEM. We saw when we were in that world, we saw the rise of when every business was being told you got to get a website. And that was like, the, oh, we got the rush to get a website. And that's where you, you had to compete, right? The kind of coming from the phone book to, you know, you know the How long Googles. ago would you say that was? You know, 12, 15 years ago. Okay. Kind of that's when like everyone, would, that was the hot thing. How um, old are you guys? 37. 34. Right. 34. So, so we, when we got in the sales world, right, that was right on the, on the kind of the start, a few years into like the, uh, like search engine like popularity, right? So early 2000s, right? You see Google go public, Yahoo, Bing, still popular in there. Give that a few more years and you rise into the, okay, everyone's got to be on here. And then you, and then you had SEO, people starting to realize the power of search. Mm -hmm. um, how do we show up first or second? Mm -hmm. How do we show up prominently? Then you had SEM come into play once SEM? Google. SEM? Search engine management, so ads. Search engine management, okay. Yeah, so ads, so where you could actually pay to be on the top three, right? So once Google and Yahoo and Bing, you know, mainly Google, we'll just say Google since they're product, you know, you know, category synonymous. Um, so yeah, those, so we, that's what we were selling to the business. Then with the rise of social media, right? Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, YouTube, right? All these LinkedIn, I come out, all of a sudden every business, you know, these consumers getting younger, they're starting to, you know, go on. Yelp was a big player, driving people off of search because they would find them and then going, let me see what, you know, let me see these reviews on these hospitality spots, right? Before I actually do anything, let me yeah. kind of read, yeah. let me see yeah. photos, right? That was kind of the, the gateway to it. And, but nowadays, I mean, we can all agree. I mean, every everyone, if you shop or purchase a brand or look for a service, you're finding them, but then you're going into their social, looking at what do they do in the community? What are mm -hmm. their what are the, other people saying about percent. them? And so now the demand for a local business is not, hey, we, you need one video and you're good. It's like, you need one video and then when that's done, you need another one. Right, and another you need one. to have someone on your payroll that is consistently keeping up with yeah. your social media. That's yeah. how you communicate. That's your storefront nowadays, right? So. The game hasn't changed, just the, you know, the communication mechanism has. Your storefront is, is your social media. And not just social media, your newsletter, your website content, uh, any sort of uh, events that you're holding, any sort of philanthropic, um, you know, efforts that you have, you know, in your community. That's, that's, that's how you're staying in touch. So there's a high demand for content, but there was nobody that was making that high quality yeah. production accessible to the local business on a consistent basis at an economically uh, feasible price point. And this was a problem that you were finding in Austin or were you finding this everywhere? Uh, all the startups that I've been a part of, I think you you as well, Ransom, mm -hmm. uh, they were nationwide. So one of the, the big kind of, um, I guess, uh, cheat codes for us or hacks coming into Blend of Sense is that 
we, because of the experience and the time we spent in the inside sales world for these companies, we knew the, the persona, the customer really well. We've talked to dozens of thousands of small business owners and of all types of verticals, right? Real estate agents, accountants, lawyers, doctors, hospitality, restaurant owners, right? Gym owners, you name it. And so that knowledge base, that segment knowledge of each one of those verticals really helps us understand how they do their business, what matters in their business, because it's different for everybody, right? And then because of that, now we're able to communicate this novelty in a sense, although everybody's talking about it now, right? You need content for your business, central part of doing business, but it's newer in putting into practice for the SMB. And I think where we've seen a lot of success is that we're able to understand them, listen to them, empathize with them, and then present this thing and make it practical and attainable to them for the first time. Oh, wow. I can actually get these videos created and they look awesome. Did you see a lot of parallels between different industries of the type of content that they needed? Sure. It was all, was it all very Mm. similar? Was it all very different? Yeah. Yeah. More similar than you would think. I think there's like pockets. That's how I would say like pro services, Mm -hmm. you know, even blue collar, uh, you know, right. That's very still similar. It's still service based, right? Mm-hmm. A little different types of content. And then you got e-commerce and product. Forget when you about say it. blue collar, is that a company? Or you're saying like a blue collar worker, like blue a like prof- like a, a home services business, like a roofer, a roofer, yeah. a contract, HVAC, plumber, electrician, landscapers, yeah, home yeah. builders, HVAC, yeah. right? Huge. Mm-hmm. That's it's still a service element, right? But it's more, um, you know, blue collar, white collar segments to us are like accountants. Realtors, yeah. financial planners, yeah. you know, doctors, uh, doctors, lawyers, lawyers. Mm-hmm. but they're service based, which mm-hmm. is different than a product. But even within that, there's overlap, which is different right? than a tech, than so, a tech platform. Right. So yeah. if you have a, you know, an our story video or okay. a brand story or a meet the team or an event recap, right? Those are structurally pretty similar in terms of how you would tell those stories. Now, obviously, the variables and the inputs change, right? If you're, you know, if you're going to capture an event that a, you know, a law firm is holding maybe for their partners and all of their, you know, paralegals and maybe any anyone they would possibly hold an event for Mm -hmm. in the community that you might, you know, approach that from a branding standpoint, a little bit different than you would uh, for a, you know, a, a realtor holding a, you know, a you know, broker open open or a client appreciation party, but the structure and how it's actually executed, it's very similar inputs, which makes what we do scalable because we can kind of build out these archetypes of, hey, these are these common videos that businesses would need. And then the only differences would be the branding and then the actual location, location, the people on camera make it unique too. Yeah. It's all custom. Yeah. So I'll just go into a few questions. Um, The largest client that you have, how did you obtain that client? And what you use to obtain that client, do you feel that that's scalable to then now get, if not clients of that size, Mm -hmm. but because that is your largest client is the skill or the whatever, whatever it is that brought in that Mm -hmm. client and has retained that client. Yeah. Is that something that you are going to use more frequently Mm -hmm. to bring Mm -hmm. in other clients? You know, I love that question. I I can't wait for your take. Cause for us, like when I heard you say, what's your largest client, uh, we're, we, although we don't have a sales team, it's just us. We have not really um, had big enterprise like like when I think of an agency, they've got large clients. If that client leaves, that kills their business, right? They have like five clients, right? And one of the two right. of them are the top clients. Let's say the agency is working with M and M's, Coca Cola, sure. Reebok, and whatever. So when you say what's accounts. your largest client, the first thing that I went to was which one of our client of our subscribers over you know we've almost five hundred 
different businesses at this point that we've worked with, which one has spent the most with us, right? On renewals. Which is, that's where my head went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, that's the same place my head went. 100%. Yeah. Who is actually, yeah. Yeah, which for us right now, I would say probably like a 40K range is what a business owners at the top spending with us and the renewal and whatnot uh, looks like in our- in Is our, that a 40K spend annual? Uh, they spend about 20k annual, 21, okay. 21k. Mm-hmm. But, we've, annual. but we've had several clients that have been with us for uh, yeah, coming up on two years, two years. spending spending at that rate. The other way, the other prism you could look at it through is we've got some partnerships um, mm-hmm. where we've executed the most productions for them. So uh, one example, there's a uh, media media publication in the real estate space back where we're from in Austin. Uh, What's it called? Uh, Austin Real Producers. So Real Producers is a franchise all across the country. You guys probably have one here in New York, um, but Austin Real Producers is a magazine and digital publication recognizing kind of the top, you know, two percent of, of, of realtors locals, kind of the top five hundred. And so we handle uh, pretty much all their content. So photo, video. Every time there's an agent getting recognized in the magazine, right? There's obviously need photo for the spread, uh, video interview, video sizzle reel for social. So we're kind of the in-house media production there. And so we've been with them for a couple of years, and a handful of times a month, we're out, you know, capturing some of the top agents, teams, brokerages in the local area. How did you obtain that client? Yeah, man, we got we, we got <laughs> referred to them by someone that we knew from the area that saw what we were doing. Right, but a, a referral you get introduced. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't get you uh, don't some picked up the phone. You don't. Them. Yeah, yeah. Let's just call yeah I'm saying is. you don't you don't obtain a client by yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. like oh, you know if someone well, says hey yeah, my yeah. what sold them my my yeah. my friend my yeah, yeah, yeah. my 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 friend wants to sell this. Three million dollar condo. Right. I don't get the listing. I now yeah. have to go. Here's the pick. sign listing I agreement. Have to. You'll meet it. I get to go pitch. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I get to go pitch the listing. Oh. And I go get the listing. Of course. Yeah. So now, how did you obtain the clients? All right. I uh, I was I was I was bypassing that part because most people we talk to just hire us. So uh, so once we talk to them, <laughs> so um, we, were at WeWork. I remember it was you. Yeah. Oh, we you were late in the office. E- yeah, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Kazmierski. Now Jennifer Johnson. She just got married. Shout, shout out, out to Tyler. Shout yeah. out Jen Mazatov. Yeah. 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 She's Title, Chicago title. So I knew out. I knew her because obviously real estate's a relationship business. Business is a relationship business. So I knew her when from when I was in the real estate space. She saw what we were doing. She was friends with some you know some mutual real estate people we were working with, partners and investors in us. Wait, she, when you were in the real estate space? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after I left the uh, inside sales world, Albert went on to a couple more tech startups and had some pretty successful exits there. He can talk about that. I got recruited into the local brokerage space uh, uh. with Home City real estate out of Austin. We also had an office office in Addison, which is in the DFW Metroplex. And so homegrown Austin, tech forward, super lead heavy, high conversion, uh, super cool. And so I was in that space. So ran all of our tech front end, worked with our developer to build out features, worked our ISA team, all of our lead sources. We ran some slow, uh, just because when, it, when uh, people are listening to this. Man. I wanted to be able to hear everything you're saying. All right. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I hear you. Yeah. So talk a little, a little slower. Man, this is this is firing off. There you this go, is, bro. He's Fifth is, Avenue. This I, is bringing me. Yeah, hey, we need to hear the twang. I was told. I was told New York think fast, talk fast, right? So, uh, well, I, I hope that most of my listeners are outside of New York. Okay, there we go. Good We're call. physically here, but this is in the airwaves. This is bringing this me back when I when I was on the phone in sales route. That was my number one thing I had to work on was talking slower. So yeah, you're, yeah. you're bringing me back. Okay, <laughs> give me stop well, asking me such exciting questions, Sue. Um, there you go. Yeah. All right, so you were in the real estate space, so Correct. selling this service to somebody in the real estate space, it wasn't a sale. It wasn't a sale for you. No. You were just having a conversation about a service that they needed. You weren't oh, yeah. selling them a product. You were offering them an opportunity. Yeah, for this 
So in the real you estate could use space, that, you could use exactly that if you'd like to. Oh yeah, man. Um, <laughs> in the real estate space, we actually had a uh, an in-house marketing department that pretty unique for that space was offering video production and actual marketing and branding service to the agents outside of you know, your typical quote unquote marketing team in the real estate space, which is usually no no offense to any marketing teams in the real estate space, but usually so kind far. of an admin that can print out flyers so or far. you know do email stuff. Yeah. It's not actual marketing and branding. We had an actual marketing and branding with a CMO, and so that was super cool. So I saw the adoption and the excitement around it, and so that was actually before Albert had come to me with the idea for Blended Scent. So I saw the, uh, you know, the um, the capacity for it. And but to your question about Austin Real Producers, we met uh, with the ownership, and they weren't doing any content outside of photos and the magazine release, both physical and digital. And we told them, it's like, hey guys what are you doing when we've got, you know, you've got Steve Clare, the millennial broker here at, you being know, featured as a being, being featured as a cover agent and telling his story. Are you capturing any video of him on camera talking about it? Are you capturing video of the photo shoot, the behind the scenes of this like climactic moment of him reaching this level where he's getting in you know, local magazine publication for being one of the best at what he does? Is that no? Well, you should be. And then it, it was a pretty easy sell from there. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, this man is one of the most savage humans on the phones and in sales. And here's why. It's not because he's, you know, we all seem probably Wolf of Wall Street, right? It's not because of that. It's because he's able, able to be empathetic, understanding on the phone, and teeter the line of what we would consider a push approach with logic. And so by the end of it, it's either yes or no, and we're okay with both. And we're going to leave this phone call feeling really great about it even if we don't do business and that's insane. Right. And so to be able to challenge someone properly, kosherly yeah. is really powerful. Do you think that your, uh, your Southern twang helps you in a, in a sales <laughs> conversation? Oh, Cause when you just said like, are you recording this person? And the way I would yeah. verse it, I would, the way I would say it is, how are you, how are you recording them? Mm -hmm. What are you, I would mm -hmm. assume that they are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would ask them, how are they recording? Mm -hmm. As opposed to asking them, are you recording? I don't want to ask yeah. them because then you're going to get a yes or a no. And you right. already know you're getting a no. But by telling yeah. someone just no, yeah. you want to say, how are you recording them? So you get them to think, yeah. well, we're not. Well, wait, why aren't we? Right. As opposed to them just saying, no, we're not. And now you telling yeah. them why we're not. Oh, man, I love that you... Uh think on that level. So this particular situation, the reason why I phrased it that way is because I already knew the answer because I was I was familiar mm -hmm. with Austin Road producers. Oh, you already know the well with this, you already know the yeah. answer to the next eight questions yeah, you're right. gonna say. So I knew the brand. But yeah. the way you the way you ask them, yeah, it's key makes them think right about it. Mm -hmm. And it, it like right. well, before you even go to your next question, they're thinking how how, how do we, we do this? Yeah. We don't do it. What do you mean yeah. how? Why don't we do this? Yeah. Right. Why aren't you doing this? Exactly. So, yeah. and with the, the, the tone is everything, right? I mean, 90% of communication is nonverbal. So the tone in which you do it. Um, and so the, the, are you doing it? And, and I, if I know the answer, if it's, it's all about what do I want the, what do I want the desired? And this is talking just in the sales capacity, right? Um, what do I want the desired emotional reaction to be? Do I want the, do I want the emotional reaction to be like an inquisitive, ask, ask me a follow-up question, and I know you're gonna ask me one of two or three follow-up questions and I got an answer for all of them, okay. or do I want you to feel bad that the answer is no? Hey, well, in, the, in this case, I want you to feel bad that okay. the answer is no, and I know the answer is no. <laughs> there we go. And so I'm gonna, <laughs> but I'm gonna make you feel good in a couple seconds because right. I got a solution for you. Okay, yeah. right. so like I don't want everyone yeah. people to feel bad 
Yeah. I want them to feel curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want them to think, why don't right. I do this? Yeah. And that's why I ask them, what are they doing when I already know the answer is they're not doing anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's now they're curious as to, well, why don't I do this? Do you have a solution for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I do. just so happen to. So <laughs> that is how you guys started the business. And that was the pain point. Mm-hmm. Um, how long ago did you start the business? Mm-hmm. And what has been the the biggest hurdle? Yeah. And by hurdle, I mean was was there a point where you were like, all right, maybe we need to, you know, close up shop. <laughs> what was the biggest? You're, you're do getting, we need to close up shop? Exclusive content here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mister Mister Claire. Uh, I want to I want to say one thing though before we we jump into that because the problem we just touched on the business side problem. And that's a big problem, right? And that's where our heart is, and we're what you mean we, business acquisition. the business owner, right? The okay. small the business small business owner not having access to quality content on a consistent basis, huge problem. So focused on that. The other side of the coin, though, is the creative. Mm-hmm. The creative pro is a marginalized workforce. They're taking advantage of you know it's just it's, they're lacking in accounting, customer service, project management. They're trying to make a living doing what they love, and it's not happening. A lot of talking creators, videographers, creative professionals, right? Yeah. Because all of us are creators. I think human beings are natural creators. We create in different ways. Some of us are cooks. Some of us are musicians. Some of us are writers, et cetera. But I'm I'm talking about creative professional. You're a real estate professional, right? You're a sales professional, right? Creative professional. Someone who is waking up every day trying to make a living doing what they love with their craft. That's what I mean by that. And so these people are out there and they don't have the tools. They don't have the support to make a living doing what they love. And they're a huge part of the problem that we're solving because with the technology, what we're doing is these things that you're not naturally good at that are essential part of you doing business, right? We're going to take care of it. It's going to be really easy, intuitive and automated for you. So you can focus on what you do best. And now you've got reliable earnings. You got supplemental revenue on top of what you're already doing in your business. And you're not doing anywhere near the work, the work that it takes to keep that, you know, Mm -hmm. generate that account manage that account, retain that account. And so for us, that is a that is for us like the lifeblood. Like the only way we're gonna solve this problem, the one we just talked about with the small business owner, is really taking care of these folks and, and empowering them, leveling them up. The creators. The creators. Mm-hmm. 100%. So you're saying it's like you're trying to help them. It's like a like a Cy Young pitcher who's not on a team. Mm-hmm. You're trying to bring them onto that team and give them the support. Yeah. The give training, them- the mm-hmm. development, the rewards, the perks. The, mm-hmm. the training staff, right? The sense of community. Sense of community, most importantly. When we surveyed creatives, and right now we have close to, five, again, 500, 600 creators on the platform. Across the country. Mm-hmm. Across the country. When we service them over the last you know three years, the number one challenge that they face is isolation. They're alone. They feel like they're not building with someone, right? Um, you've got a team, TMB, right? Like, There's so much power in that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of creative pros out there are doing it alone. Do you have um, a message board, a Discord, something where all your creators can kind of converse twenty four seven? So I love you, man. <laughs> you, you just think in in such a modern way to build community. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that and all our interactions. We don't. We have a Slack where we have. I thought you were about to say yeah. we just created. Yeah, exactly. No, we don't. No, we don't. Well, we, we, we did have one previously. Well, we had well a Slack what we did channel. just create was uh, the chat and voice memo function on the platform, so that the creators uh, that are working on a specific project can communicate. Are you, so you're keeping, you're trying to keep their communication in, on, on the platform. Sense. Yeah, together, on, like on the platform, yeah. right? Hundred percent. 
Um, but the but reason that'd be, why that'd be with the client though, like yeah. directly with the client and the creative, like if and, it was a and the creative team, yeah, yeah, exactly, the editor, yep, one hundred percent. But the reason I'm so excited when you ask that is because one, we've tried it, we just we failed at it early because we used the wrong tool. I think we used Slack mm-hmm. instead of Discord. Do you think you like you said Discord right off the bat? That's the tool yeah. for that, right? Not Slack, not Slack at all. Dude, not, what creative professional yeah, no, no, is like, yeah, Slack, Slack, bro, get me in yeah, there. We had Slack. A, we had, <laughs> and that's coming directly. I like the fact that you guys are using Slack, we, as, which works for us, tech guys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, that wouldn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Discord wouldn't even work for me. Yeah, I'm not a just, the the process in needing to open this app to go to this right. sub this sub yep. uh, whatever what, forum or... sub forum within sure. the app sure doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But for these creatives, there oh, has to be some They're sort in there. of message. They're doing board. it right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know that Facebook is at this point ancient yeah mm-hmm. but i know that like uh i was talking with a, a stand-up comedian yesterday mm. where the stand-up comedian the community the stand-up the stand-up community within new york city mm-hmm. there's a facebook group with over 6500 comedians wow. yeah and if you want to go to an open mic in manhattan queens brooklyn yep you go on this facebook group mm-hmm. and you could find a dozen open mics that day wow on the facebook group now Maybe they could put it to something more accessible, but mm-hmm. yes, yeah, me. You can go on your on your desktop. You can go on your yeah. on your phone, and you could go within this community, which is already built to over six thousand, yeah, sixty five hundred plus mm-hmm. comedians. Um, I guess where I'm going with that is, yeah, we gotta get you guys got to get on this one hundred percent. Yeah, we're we're right now we're in the the early stages of turning our platform into a mobile application for the creative. So that decision is going to come again, right? Do we plug into a Discord API? Where do we house the community? We need them to start growing, communicating, API and network effect. For... I don't know what it stands for, the acronym, but I know what it does, right? It basically opens up the ability to code, like connect platforms, right, in the back end. So it's got to be integration. It's like keys. It's like yeah. the keys. So let me give you the keys. Some, to our that's like something like automated platform integration or something, something. something like that. Basically, it's what so two separate platforms automatically talk to each other. So an action on one leads to an action on the other. Exactly. Got it. Which, yeah. So we have APIs built all over our platform today with Slack, with HubSpot, you know, with a couple of Hanlon Lee is, a, is another one we use. And mm-hmm. I know massive. that when we, massive, uh, yep. when we met a couple nights ago, when we met up, you guys were talking about plans for the growth of the app and you're talking mm-hmm. about different mm-hmm. API, yep. yeah. different automations. Yeah. Like I know you guys were talking about one where, you know, uh, if you have a shoot at mm-hmm. 23rd and 5th yep. at 2 p.m., yep. you will get, you know, your the API will show how much traffic is. Yes. It'll right. show where you are in the city. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna get a notification that it's gonna take yeah, you better, X amount yeah. of time to get there. Yep. Yeah. And so, that's integration. Yeah. So right. like maps and weather, right? The thing oh. the thing the things right. that weather, will affect. Bro. Yeah. So you you nailed a, a great one. Do you know okay. if you could input weather notifications? Yeah. We is know that for like a fact. I mean it's an idea and like any, we know for anyone would have an idea. Yeah, no, we know for a fact. You could just I mean because there's already weather I mean, the weather apps are so ubiquitous, built into so many interfaces where it's just, hey, this is the weather, right? And so then we would just build in, hey, if the weather is ever beyond a certain threshold, right? If it's if it's going to be over, uh, let's just say 90 degrees and you've got an outdoor suite, right? The, you know, like we were talking about the other night, you get an alert saying, hey, maybe bring some water, maybe bring some sunscreen tomorrow, right? Just a little a little alert, just to, you know, social intelligence, yeah. taking care of people because we've had people, uh, especially in Austin, Texas, show up to a suite, forget to bring sunscreen, forget to bring water out and about and they come back, you know, red as a 
lobster. And they're like, man, toast. I, I forgot. I'm like, wouldn't it be nice yeah. if the platform reminded you, hey, well, talk, also, talk tomorrow. Also, this uh, the one with the weather app. What I I also get really excited about um, is the sun, right? Lighting, lighting's huge in production. So whether it's indoor or outdoor, it impacts both. Mm-hmm. Impacts both. Yeah. yeah. And so knowing sunrise, sunset, golden hour, good times to shoot, right? Bad times to shoot. That's a that's I think super valuable. And if you have it being told to you, notified, then you don't have to think about mm-hmm. it. You know, now you can just again focus on what you do best. That seems hard. Not an mm-hmm. astrologer over that, here. But that, but that seems hard. Like, uh, yeah. Also, no, I I don't know. That's an automation that, while it sounds easy, mm-hmm. it seems very difficult yeah. to implement. Yeah. Well, we do. We like hard things for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, it is, and it's not. You know, we we've, we've been super fortunate uh, to have some great advisors and some great personnel in the tech space that have helped, either hands on or advise. And we've we've been able to do a lot with a little, and so the platform we have today, we we you know in the grand scheme of technology companies, we haven't spent a lot. Like we just haven't. How uh, much have you spent? We spent under half a million right now, in close two years? to five hundred k. Since we started building, it beta came out May of twenty twenty, and I would say it was like whatever comes before beta. Have you guys <laughs> been taking? Have you guys been taking a salary from day one? Uh, no, no way. Uh, we I didn't take so I was full time. 2019 that's when i i went full-time i was the first person that was full-time in the company operationally um no salary 2020 did more of like contract pay like i wasn't you know wasn't employed it was just like hey if there's i need some money you know pay myself out every month this was pre-oliver uh this was pre-oliver but (laughs) we found out oliver was coming january 2020 and that's when things shifted so our goal in 2020 was not just to survive what what everybody was going through the global pandemic but it was to get to a point where now not only myself could be full-time abby could be full-time and then we started we can start bringing in some more full-time leadership personnel right because we had operations. abby is already. albert's wife and co-founder yes, and 100%. co-founder yeah yeah and she's really like she was the motivator behind the inception of the idea but for sure, she's a commercial film actor. And so the logistical challenges of production that we've we've tackled with our tech, she brought to us, right? I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know what it was to be on she, set with Google, Verizon, the, Samsung, UPS, yeah. you know? Like, she was. And she was like, it's a shit show. We're spending, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, I'm, and it's a huge budget. Yeah. I don't even know where to park the car. <laughs> like, you know, why? Where's the, where's the communication? Watching people stand around. Right, all the wasted space, wasted movement, production. Yep, hundred percent. So, you know, we're athletes, bro. To me, to me, like bringing the sports mentality, sports landscape, stack ranking, competition, Uh, sales, also athletes and sales. Yeah, that carries. You know, from from the field to the sales world, and then bringing the good things because there's some negatives of that, but bringing the good things to the creative world and being like, hey, Mm -hmm. y'all, part of why you're not making a, mo- a living doing what you love is you're not showing up right. <laughs> you're not doing business right. You know, these are things and elements that you should take and start to implement so you can do better business. So, well, what's something that you did when you started that yeah. you're happy that you did that you would recommend to anybody to do while mm-hmm. starting their business? Yeah. Or would, let me rephrase that yeah, actually. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there, Something that you did in the beginning that you would either say everybody needs to do this mm-hmm. or everybody needs to avoid this. Yeah, I think I could do a little both. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you got, but <laughs> uh, definitely do. Uh, 
don't be afraid to drive, like start talking to people and driving revenue and selling, even if you don't have it. And especially if you set the right expectations, it's very different than saying, Hey Steve, I'm gonna bring you the moon. I think the key there is setting expectations. Oh, for sell, sure. Set expectations. Bro, mm-hmm. it's way different. Hey, Steve, I'm going to bring you the moon. Give me some money. Mm-hmm. Hey, Steve, I would love to bring you the moon. I'm not, I can't get there yet. I need to work with you first to find out what pieces of the moon you want. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I need some wow. money so we can develop a lasso that we're hoping oh, can grab the moon, the moon, but it might not. We might need a few lassos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, can we- <laughs> but you know that you want the moon, and I want to get you the moon. So let's work together early. You know, let me include you in the vision. But at this point, you have we had nothing. The, you have the we had spreadsheets. But you have the tool. You you have the you don't have the tools, but you no. know what tools you need. A little bit of you're talking I, early, early, like, yeah, early, like, early. like I'm inception. About inception. inception. Yeah, it, you, you had a hypothesis I of a, a hypothesis. from both sides, from the small business owner side and, and the creative side, side of 100%. pain points for both. Yep. and then market research to indicate a lack of a solution. Plenty of market research. That's what we uh, so. Another thing you should do is maybe not just your money invested. Maybe you just have time, which is also as valuable, but invest your own first to really validate those hypotheses, which we did. 2018, even though the company wasn't incorporated, uh, we spent a lot of our personal money developing relationships with creatives to really understand what they needed, right? Because I came, you know, I was a little bit of a cheat code with the small business owner. I knew already because I talked to dozens of thousands of them for the last nine years you know and it's all digital conversation so mm-hmm. the creative was important for us to understand and we spent 2018 our money putting community events together supporting local artists to create their their art right musicians we i was like p diddy bro i was bringing people together and facilitating the 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 community right so that people can make stuff and we made a shit ton of stuff and it was cool and then we took that and said okay so these people really do suck at business, right? These really, these people have some other challenges, community oriented, isolation, you know, addiction is, is hard. Addiction is hard everywhere, but mm-hmm. things like that run rampant in, in, when you're in isolation and with the creatives. And so more susceptible, more susceptible. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. And so early on, we knew gigs were going to be one thing that was going to be very positive, but we need to build support around them. And now we're trying to finally at the point where we're starting to accumulate the the resources and enough resources to actually pour into the creative the way we want to. And I know that I had asked this and we kind of went into the pain point of uh, creators not having as good of a community. But do you remember the day when you looked at each other and said, maybe we should close up shop? Mm. Yeah, that was a couple times, right? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's been... Yeah. Which one was like the one that hit the most? Oh, man. And... What did you do to do an about face from there? Oh, the, re- the recent one would have been. Yeah. Well, yeah. the first one was the pandemic. Yeah. We had just found out we were pregnant in January 2020. Abby was our CEO at the time. Uh, first time. Actor starts tech company. That was her mm-hmm. title. Actor starts tech company. She, We make the announcement that we're <laughs> raising for the first time. January. We got two checks in and momentum. It was like, all right, now sell, right? That was always been the beginning. So, all right, I'll sell now. Mm-hmm. So, I was doing outbound outreach. Yeah. It was the first, like, so we could learn before we build the platform. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And we had January, February, we're at twenty seven thousand and monthly. March, we were at by the when the pandemic hit, we were already at seventeen k, and that was not even halfway through the mar- the month. And South by was coming, so we knew mm-hmm. we were gonna get a jolt of business. And, and just for context, our price points then were more than they are now. Yeah, and we're light years ahead now, and have a platform. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And we were still selling, hundred percent. And so 
um, it, when the pandemic hit, it was like, oh shit, are we going to survive this? That was the first one. That one wasn't too hard because we were young, scrappy. Oliver was on his way. So it was like a lot of motivation. It was still early. So we weren't exhausted yet. <laughs> but the pivot there. The pivot was, yeah. you know, pouring in, man. It was like, holy crap, no one's going to buy anything right now, right? Everyone stopped. But all these businesses now more than ever need to figure out digital because it's you mm. got to move digital. And a lot of businesses were scrambling because they had heard digital, heard digital, heard yeah. digital, but they had not made the transformation yet. And their business was, you know, so susceptible. So how many businesses closed down in 2020? It was crazy. A lot. <laughs> a lot. So what I did was, hey, the only thing I, I know how to do is, is talk to people. Let me run rev- webinars totally for free. Just come on the webinar. Let's just talk digital. What problems are you going through? Here's what I'm hearing on the trends. Here's how you should transform, right, your business digitally. And what we found is by like 45 days into the pandemic, businesses started, the ones that were going to try to survive were like, all right, now we need to do it. And so we were getting new deals, you know, it was like, oh, wow, we lowered the, the price, we, we lowered the subscription rate. We're like, hey, just give us 99 bucks a month and then buy a la carte what you need because we know you're cash strapped. And we just did that for them, you know? And that was that. That, that was just my history of knowing the SMB and having a heart for them and being like, mm-hmm. this is the only way we're, we're even going to be mm-hmm. able to bring any value. But the hardest one was the most recent one, man. And, you know, it's still a little, still a little raw. But there was a lot of personal things going on for me. You know, I, I shared this with you on my last trip when I was here. My dad was uh, diagnosed with early stages of Alzheimer's uh, this summer. And... Uh, And we were uh, over leveraged in our resources. And uh, when you say over leveraged, now basically what had happened there is we had scaled up growth on the OPEX side, mostly human capital. Um, reason being, we had multiple very large enterprise deals that were um, being communicated to us that they were basically days, weeks away from going down, talking big numbers. So in our minds, we're like, all right, we need to so scale up operations. Six so, figure so. deals that were literally yep. as close oh. to just pen to paper. Oh. Like everything's the, ready to rock. You just don't yeah. have pen to paper. All of, yeah. All of the executive team, thumbs up, sign off, everyone high fiving. Let's get this planning out, talking with our tech team on the integrations for SSO, single sign ons onto the platform, like the whole, the whole nine yards, as well as a couple of six figure, you know, quarter mil investors at the time that were also in a similar stage of verbal agreement. Let's just, let's just get this executed with legal. Um, and then with the economic downturn and then just that just kind of put a halt to everything. And we had unfortunately spent the last couple of months prior to things kind of taking the term <laughs> scaling up our OPEX. So got up, got our burn rate up really high, which in our mind, you know, again, you know, lesson, lesson learned. Right. Um, you know, don't don't scale it up to uh, until until pins to paper. Um, so then we had to end up letting, you know, letting everyone go, um, which was really hard because of the relationships, the people um, that we had built, and because that's the world we come from, of building teams, 
building building communities and winning you know winning as a group um if you had to put a positive spin on it was that the plan was always to for the platform to get to a maturity state where it would eliminate a lot of the roles that we had now the plan wasn't to let everyone go the plan was to pivot those people into leadership roles support roles that you know outside of their existing roles um but what it did is it, it accelerated us to where we had always meant to get in the first place and now we're operating the business um, more efficient than we ever have with just with just us two and a lot, a lot of the former people that we were working with have, are still working with us just in a contractor capacity so their cost of goods in terms of the service so that part's been awesome but having to having to face the music on oh man we're in a really tight spot we got to make the drastic moves which mm-hmm. a lot you know we weren't the only business that had to do it a lot of them did and a lot of them didn't make it um so yeah that was a yeah. that was a spot there right and i guess so. what it, things going on in your personal life mm-hmm. and then things going on i mean blended sense is your personal life yeah this oh, is like sure. while oliver is your baby <laughs> mm-hmm. oliver's your baby this is you know your other baby yeah mm-hmm. and to see thing like this sounds like a very big rock bottom moment and with the, the rock bottom moment, you guys had to pull your fucking pants up and say, all right, we're not going to retreat. There's no fucking white flag in our backpack. That's not a thing. We're going to have to figure out what are we doing and how do we go to the next step? And it sounds yep. like you did. Yeah. And it sounds onward and upward from here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're sitting yep. in the Compass office yeah. where Compass, which is the number one tech brokerage mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. you guys are sitting here and you're meeting with top dogs oh man bringing in compass potentially as a fucking client yeah yeah it's fucking massive yeah man this is january 2023 (laughs) and what we're talking about with rock bottom moment was like Mm -hmm. six months ago yeah oh man yeah that's a feels like yesterday right but that's a that's a huge that's a huge about face yeah and to think where you guys are going to be six months from now Mm mm-hmm that's crazy. Yeah. In a full think about that to go to, from a full year of mm-hmm. rock bottom to yep. we'll call it potential because nothing's set in stone as yep, we see. Of course, right? Stuff could almost be set in stone right. and then it's, it evaporates. It's, yep. But the yep. the strides that you guys have made. I mean, we met yep. with mm-hmm. Keller Williams. Um, where else? Keller Williams, uh, EXP agents. Yeah, the with, agency. The agency with who we were with the other night with mm-hmm. massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm agents We've been oh, so yeah. fortunate, who are only going to be throwing more and more oh. on your plate and i mm. think the downsizing it's kind of like you guys had to take three steps back to take 10 steps forward mm-hmm. oh, that's, that's pretty much exactly what happened yeah seeing that, that was that was the the main driving force was knowing knowing that the from a business standpoint the opportunity was still there because we would have the internal of the internal pain and thus the man the what if the hindsight yeah. Right. If you could go back, well, you know, what would you change in any, in any business building? Um, you know, and again, not, you know, not unique to us. I mean, I know you've heard, you know, yeah. if you follow the, the world of big business building, right. You hear, you know, whatever of, you know, Elon and them building, you know, PayPal and how that almost dropped off. And then at the, at the 11th hour, <laughs> they save it. How many times, you know, Tesla or SpaceX, right. And just naming Elon cause he's one of the more prominent ones, but name any big business. And there's this moment of where are we going to make it? Um, but being able to pivot, being able to say, all right, we're up against a hard spot. What do we, how do we get out? Is there a way out? And then is there is put our head down, but then the juxtaposition of the internal struggles and the man kicking ourselves for what if we did this? combined with the people that don't see that on a day-to-day when we're talking to executives at compass or top agents here at compass or agency or exp and they see our platform and they hear from our clients and they're just like 
over the moon like we got to talk where has this been like this is incredible this solves so many of our problems that we deal with today how soon can we meet we're like all right shit like we, we can't stop like the the market needs this and then you know we got to be the ones to go build it i love it <laughs> i love it so it's onward and upward from here all the way up all right, fellas, I hope to have you guys back yeah. in a few months. Yeah. So you know uh, we're going to have you guys back here. We got to uh, have you in Austin, bro. Yeah. yeah you got to come to Austin. I will. The thing is, with uh, you know, with having a six-month-old yeah. <laughs> travels, you know. Uh, hey, family? Family city. Yeah. I, I, need family to really, friendly. I, I need to pick and choose my Noah's travels. Got, Noah's got plenty of room. He definitely does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so maybe we'll do uh, the next episode with you guys down in Austin, but regardless, yeah. we'll have you back in a few months and we'll see, uh, you know, that you guys yeah. have two, three, if not four X yeah. where yeah, you are now. Um, but before we go, uh, what are you guys reading right now? And what's, uh, mm. and if not, what are you reading right now? What's one book that you would recommend? Audio book. Oh man, you're catching me. Yeah, I'm more on the audio side. Yeah, audio audio man. book is yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, my number one thing I read every day is like Nick's articles. <laughs> Nick's yeah. sports on Just, all accounts. You get bro. some sort of release. Yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> my only you know, it's all work and family for me. So it's like family, work, Oliver, Abby, Blend of Sense, and rotate that and then the little 15 percent of time is <laughs> is with nicks <laughs> and does and, that like give you like a release are you able, is yeah that it like also you're, you're, it also like medi- keeps is it me meditative it also keeps me connected to new york you okay. know it keeps me connected to my roots it keeps me connected to sports i don't play sports like I, you know i played uh baseball at a really high level and like going away from that over time it, it kind of weighs on you and so you know it motivates me in that in that sense it keeps me connected to those roots um a book that I would recommend, Napoleon Hill, someone I, I love reading. Mm-hmm. You know, my favorite book of all time is The Alchemist by Paolo mm-hmm. Coelho. Uh, awesome. My dad introduced me to um, Paolo Coelho, and he does all his books in English and Spanish. So it's super dope. You know, like, mm-hmm. I would I would recommend that to, to anybody. But Outwitting the Devil with Napoleon Hill. I said one book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. But, no, I got it. Yeah. No, so, yeah. so Napoleon Hill, Outwitting the Devil. It's so good. Not, uh, not it, Thinking Grow Rich. Uh, I I love thinking grow rich, but outwitting yeah. the devil is very creative. Okay. He, he does it in like a conversation with the devil, very yeah. kosher like this, like we're having. It's almost like a podcast between me and the devil, or the Napoleon Hill and the devil. It's really dope. Yeah, that's uh interesting because I just started reading um the complete conversations with God. Oh wow! And it's mm-hmm. and it's the exact same way where it's it's a conversation yeah with god so it's funny i'm listening to it on audible mm. and the complete conversations with god i'm listening and maybe this is i mean i'm not a, i'm not the most progressive but i'm listening and like they should have a version of this mm-hmm. where it's the voice of god because it's audible the voice of god <laughs> yeah should be female yeah Ooh. right nice yeah, you, like yeah. why is that not an yeah. option yeah yeah like I love that. That dude, yeah, Abby's that gonna love that. Uh, Why is that not an option? You hear that, sweetheart? It, it makes too much sense, right? Well, that the conversation <laughs> with God isn't a yeah. female voice. Yeah. Give me a female option. Yeah. I'm with you. That's, that's funny. The, it's a good question. I used to quote "Think and Grow Rich" all the time on the sales floor, and mm. so many good one-liners in there. Oh, for, so oh man, and if you know the right spot to to to, bro, to insert I think, it, like was Napoleon Hill even real, bro? Like, man, what? I used to quote How it. Was man, the yeah. original AI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the chat, original exactly. chat GPT. Yeah. Right. What? Yeah. What perspective do I need to drop on this yeah. person? All right, page seventy-two. All right, here we go, Napoleon. All right, sorry, you listening to me? Okay, <laughs> peep this. Um, 
I read yeah. one book. Uh, but I mean, the thing grow which would have been the one I would I, nice. I, I would have brought up just because it's been I've used it for so long, like I just mentioned. But I will share. Be cool with dropping another podcast on here, right? Let's I go. Want, I don't want to. So, hundred percent. Um, it, they're going to be all about collaboration. So these are two popular ones. You guys probably know, like the, the, the All In podcast, right? One of the most more more popular. Uh, mm. You know about you know finance and you know with Jay Cow and Chamath and David oh, Sachs and Jason Calcanis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Jason Calcanis has his. Uh, you know the this week in startups. He's a big Knicks fan, bro. He's a big Knicks fan. Uh, they're all so he's got this week in startups, um, which has been like number one kind of startup podcast and yep. an all in podcast. Man, that's like one of the top podcasts just in general. It's got massive following. But like first I gotta, time, I got to get him on here, dude. If you, you get J Cal on here, man, that would be that'd, that'd be oh. great. Get him over J. here. Um, J Cal and I yeah. watch uh, Knicks Knicks fan TV yeah. post game live but, all the time uh, together, bro. Those the, those have been great. I think really cool that they're doing that. These super successful, you know, kind of VC executive investor types that are on the pulse of stuff actually bringing an unfiltered conversation on how they view like the things that are happening both mm -hmm. in the political climate both in the business world how they view companies the stock up stock stock that stock down as people building a company for the first time man that's really um helpful to listen to and listen to that dialogue and hear them their perspective on it they're way more educated way more experienced way more you know successful than the stage we're at now so uh you know thankful that they decided to you know spend their time to drop those podcasts so I would, I would give them a shout out when, but i know a lot of people listen to them so they don't need my help <laughs> that's what's up all right fellas enjoy the rest of your time in new york my guy and Man. uh we'll talk soon